0: Leadership development exists because none of us are perfect, fully realized people. We all have room for growth in our lives and we need help along the way. Hi, and welcome to the Developing Imperfect Leaders podcast.
1: Because the last time I checked, we're not Jesus.
0: This is a project of the Leadership Development Institute at Hope Community Church, intended to help you explore and grow your leadership skills for service both inside and outside the church. I'm your host, Paul Stiver. And I'm joined by my co-host, Kaylin Larson. Hello. And Natty Severson. Hi. All right. How, how are you doing today, Natty?
2: I, I think I'm pretty good here. Uh, yeah, we're definitely off to the races. Second, second episode here. Yeah. So it feels like we made it through one. I'm feeling good. So, you know, I've got that momentum behind me. I'm like a ball rolling downhill,
1: if that's a good thing.
0: It's pretty good, right? Yeah. Kay, how are you doing today?
1: Uh, I, I'm doing well. I have a new outfit on this morning. Um it's it adorable is, for those of you It can't is see a it. jumpsuit that is burnt orange and when I walked out of our bedroom this morning my husband's like mm, you, you look like Marsha Brady. So that was really encouraging to hear.
0: Brady Brady bunch reference for yes. those younger <laughs> listeners that was a TV you show. You might have to
1: google that if you're a, a Gen Z, Many right? years ago. But I was very excited to wear this outfit today. So I said, mm, "Okay, well, you don't your opinion doesn't matter that much.
2: And it's nice because it's nice and flowy and it's convertible. So mm-hmm. you've actually converted <laughs> it into a romper due to the extreme heat in our recording studio.
0: Running yeah. uh running uh reality here that it's warm in the studio. So all right. And then uh I'm doing well. Uh excited about today and, and um I'm just thinking about I am realizing I am struggling with traffic these days. Mm. I gotta figure out, I gotta kinda calm down and as a driver. And so I, I'm working on that.
1: I struggle with traffic.
0: Every day, yeah, mm-hmm. and you're not working on it at all. You're just no. <laughs> <laughs> I just
2: I've transcended my you... hatred of traffic, and I'm just zen natty, just That's sitting awesome. in my seat, just yeah. praying, listening to the Word of wow. God, Boldly. never upset.
0: That's really good. Yeah, I congrats would. for you. <laughs> not there yet. So let's uh r- real quick, we're doing uh, just give away a fun fact about you. I'd love to hear a fun fact.
2: Okay, yeah. So I was thinking about how last last episode, I, I offered a fun fact that made me seem healthy. So in order to um, just like get rid of the false belief that I have a lot of healthy habits, um, <laughs> I would like to confess something and it's that I don't like water. I mean, I don't yeah. like water. Like, as yeah. a scientific element, I think yeah. it's super cool, you know? Like, three states, and then when it freezes, it's actually more buoyant. That's that's remarkable, right? Mm-hmm. But as something to drink, it's just super meh. Like, if I didn't need to drink it to survive, I would never drink it. And, like, I know you're out there thinking, oh, Natty, but water is so great for you. It's super natural. To that, I say... Inwardly and secretly, I know you're evaluating your own opinion of water, and you're coming to believe that's really not that good either, right? Mm-hmm. I am Let's a child. Here. Yeah,
1: I love water. No, you okay. don't. I, I don't. actually do. It's super refreshing. Okay. As a child
2: of the 80s, I want to say that no one in the 80s ever drank water. Didn't we exist. did yeah. not exist. Mm-hmm. We lived on a steady supply of Kool-Aid, Sunny D, and Sprite. Um, seriously, like every liquid I put in myself was laced with sugar. And yeah. we just thought that was normal. Even like refreshing breaks was like the super orange punch at, in elementary school, sure. like just yeah. pictures right. of orange punch. It was wild. I cannot remember having a water bottle
0: while yeah, I every was a child. Kid, every kid nowadays has one. I, we were just talking with someone about this. When we played football, we'd be practicing two a day, two practices a day in 90 degree heat in the summer. And we would get maybe 15 seconds to go drink water. And we'd be getting rushed along. Like, hey, whoa, don't get too much water in your you're system gonna puke. now. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh. Yeah, so different world in the water realm now. So you're not carrying around one of those 96-ounce no, bottles I that tells That's you throughout the, the day. That's the
1: irony 96
0: ounces. Throughout the day, it tells you your progress like and says, you're doing maybe. great. Great job drinking water. And then at 9 a.m., you got to have more down. You can see a picture of my water
1: bottle. Okay, so Natty hates notes.
0: one of the most fundamental things in existence. What, uh, Kaelin? What's a fun fact about you?
1: Uh, my fun fact is I am a Packer fan. That's um, fan. but Boo. Uh,
0: <laughs> many are called, few are chosen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, it's very team.
1: unpopular view correct here in Minnesota. For. Just for the record. Uh, but the story behind how I became a Packer fan is my dad loves the Vikings, like oh. is obsessed. And to the it's like controls his emotions on Sundays, and so I decided as a first grader that I was going to root for the team that my dad did not like the most. Yeah, the the arch rival
2: of the Minnesota Vikings are the Green Bay Packers. Neighboring states, just a yeah. lot of the history, border battle and so storied it's like, history. Oh,
1: my dad hates the Packers. Okay, I'm gonna like them, and I so am not a fan just, of the
0: color purple instant sinner you didn't that's an actually a
2: movie you don't mean the movie you no. just mean literally you don't like purple i put uh, it in one of my and top my daughter's colors. favorite color is purple that yeah. is Shut god's up. god's sense of humor right yeah. there This <laughs> kills me
0: i'm gonna tell her to root for the vikes she wore her pack as this tragic as it would so. be
2: she
1: asked for it
0: she just because she doesn't know
2: what it
1: means that's like me asking for sunny d when i was little well i i mean yeah. she does she says go pack go and they said, Okay, yeah. You can teach a kid that's to awesome. say anything. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true too. <laughs> I
1: taught a little girl to hiss whenever
2: I said, What's a vampire say? She'd go <laughs>
0: That's <awesome. laughs>
2: When I was babysitting her just to mess with her mom. Yeah it took one day. Hmm. Is that bad? Can no, you say that? I think it's kinda funny. It was the twilight era it's, back then.
0: If so. she's listening, she's she's like, That's why. Finally I get it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She's like twelve now. Too yeah, right.
0: like still goes on. I one fact about me: I have coached at different times in my life. I love coaching sports, and uh, I've coached football. I coached t-ball when I was in high school, mm. and I had a kid uh, on the team. You know, he's six years old playing t-ball, and he hit he had hit a base uh, hit, and then had to run the bases. He came back into the dugout, and games were like midday. He came back in the dugout and threw up. Uh, what had to be a family-sized can of SpaghettiOs, oh, the large gosh. size. I couldn't oh, believe gosh. the amount. We can all smell and it. it came it's out not even as near. SpaghettiOs. And I'm like, so you're just like there with my peer friend, like my friend Jake, who was my same age. And I'm like, we have no idea what to, do. so what to do. So I ran to his grandma who was watching the game on the sideline of the bleachers. And, and I ran to her and she was like, yeah, he'll do that. <laughs> that was all she left me with and so we just kicked sand on yeah, that, it yeah I think
2: that's that's a good solution for high school boys I think
0: those, Osha might disagree but old, it's yeah. outside what are you
2: gonna do it yeah. rained probably so mm.
0: right it eventually a, a hungry, it washed away a neighborhood dog came along and said mm. well, I'm cashing in on these is that a good image for a podcast no um
2: it just brings up so many vomit stories that I probably shouldn't share because our uh, listenership is going to cut in half.
0: Save those. Well, we might attract Email the Email me at
2: LDI at HopeCC.com yeah, if you'd like cut. to hear some more barf stories. They're very a funny.
0: Uh, and that's, what, uh, so that's, that's a weird transition, but let's get into the leading question. So <laughs> today's leading question is how can I be a stable leader? So we're looking at stability. How can I be a stable leader when I consistently deal with imposter syndrome? And just as we get started, I just want to quick define imposter syndrome. This is for betterup.com says, imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high performing in external objective ways. This condition often results in people feeling like a fraud or a phony and doubting their ability. So again, how can I be a stable leader when I consistently deal with imposter syndrome? So let's hear from Natty. What are you thinking about this?
2: Well, I I, I first thought about like a rebuttal question, and I think that would be helpful for people to hear is, you know, is this something that we personally deal with, that we personally feel, right? After years and years uh, in ministry, I can, I'll start by admitting this is something I, I feel more often than I would care to admit. Um, So, you know, I've been in vocational ministry for 16 years and I still have waves of this feeling. I'll be standing in front of the congregation and I'll be like, what am I doing up here? Uh, Or even in other aspects of my life, uh, a parent, my oldest kid is 21 now and I still am like, what, who put me in charge of these humans? (laughs) I think that all the time. Right. And a wife and a friend Mm -hmm. and all
1: the other aspects of my life. I'm, I'm also feeling that. So you guys. Okay. Oh, I, I feel imposter syndrome all the time. Like, and it's something I definitely have to work through. Um, but when I answer this question, I just think you do keep going. Like, that's what I have to do. I can't like focus on feeling like an imposter because I don't think that's fair to the people that I lead or the teams that I'm working on. And so I just keep, like Natty said, you put one step One foot forward at the time at a time. One foot in front of the other, baby. Yeah. And then I that's what I have to do. And then slowly I don't feel like an imposter and then I hit waves of of it again. So
0: it's it's wild. It's wild how it doesn't fully go away. I think of like teaching, for example, I teach our systematic theology classes along with another guy here. And and uh, at times I'll get up to teach a, a class and I'm like, yeah. Feeling that same wave of just like, wait. Do I know what I'm talking about? What am I, <laughs> I even saying? Do Which I really is, know the book of, of
2: Hebrews as well as I think I know? Yeah, it? right. Yeah. So
0: it definitely, I think this is something that whether we acknowledge it or not, we are all kind of wrestling with and feeling this like, yeah, am I, um, am I, should I be doing this? And and often, yeah, it is kind of that like, okay, I'm going to keep going forward. Um, But yeah, so, so thinking about the question, how can I be a stable leader dealing with this? I think we start with like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to be dealing with this. I think it, it maybe it's coming from a place of of humility. Uh I know one thing that's helped me has been um asking others for help, uh especially in things I haven't done before. So whether it's teaching a class or I did my first wedding la- last year this year one of these years and uh I just got a lot of help cuz I was like I don't know what I'm doing. And uh <laughs> so I think the humility of that, and maybe we don't always feel like we can admit that, so finding a safe person that you can say, "Hey, can you give me some guidance in this area hmm. that's good
2: when i When I read this question, other than the fact that I think we all needed to like admit that we have these feelings, I thought hey, we ha- we have to stop and ask why do- why are we feeling this?" like, why am I feeling this? Like, mm-hmm. do we have that pause button in our hearts to take a minute to reflect when we're able to? Obviously, when I'm standing on stage on a Sunday morning, it's not a great time to reflect on why I'm feeling that. Um, and I do have to just put one foot in the front of the other. But why did I, when I got up there, why did I feel that? Um, do we stop and do we take time and answer that? Because I, when I was thinking about it, it can either be one of two things. It can be um the enemy just getting under my skin and just kind of nudging me to quit or undermining my confidence. Or it, it could legitimately be the Holy Spirit offering sensible conviction or guidance. Right. Mm-hmm. And the tricky thing about it is when we're in the midst of it, those things can be very hard to delineate, right? It's mm. just mm-hmm. it's not that easy to know the difference between that when they're we're in the we're in the midst of that. And so I was like, okay, how do I even sort that out? A community. Yeah. And that's exactly Paul said it already. Uh, what does wise counsel tell me? I love that word wise counsel. He said it last, last episode, you're going to hear me keep saying it. Mm. Um, What does wise counsel tell me? And then ultimately, um, who does God say I am? Right. Am I rooted in who God says I am? And is is it, is it, am I just not thinking about that? And so the enemy just has this opportunity to get under my skin and tell me what I'm not or what, what he would rather believe I'm not.
0: Yeah, that's good. So, Let's get into the quote of the week. So every week we take a quote and we kind of discuss um, how this relates to the topic. And so we're talking about the topic of being stable, having stability as a leader. And here's a quote from the book Strength Space Leadership by Tom Rath and Gallup. It says this, as a leader, your followers need to know that your core values are stable. This, buffer will, this will buffer them from unnecessary change and ensure they know what is expected. Our need for stability plays into nearly every decision we make. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts, Nettie. What do you think of this quote and how it relates to being a stable leader? What makes someone a stable leader in your mind?
2: Yeah, when I think of stability, of course, this this quote kind of gets a little bit at like our core values. Um, and that that word can can really give images of like integrity and stuff. But also I think when I think of stability and leadership, and that's where we've got this word from as a strength-based leadership book is is that you're creating an environment where people serving with you or people on your team, essentially, whether it's your family or whatever, um, have a certain level of just ability to know what to expect. Um, yeah. And then they can trust you as a leader that when things, when the unexpected happens, that you're you're able to handle that. And guide them through that. And so um, when I think of this, I think of that, yeah, like, are you creating a predictable environment? And I think that's actually really a strength of
1: Kaylin. So I'm going to pass the ball to you. Yeah, it's interesting because I had actually a hard time thinking about this question because I was like, I don't even know what my core values are, except that when talking with Paul, I was like, oh, it's Christ-centered. And so how do I create a Christ-centered thing? How do I t- create predictability within the ministries? If I'm, you know, leading hospitality team, how do they know what to expect? Um, and I think it's putting expectations in front of them. And so, um, but I think the downside of this, of wanting to have stability or predictability in an environment is I can oftentimes not be flexible when the unexpected happens. Mm. Cause all of a sudden I'm like, <gasps> wait, what do I have to do? I'm not ready for this. How do I like pivot really quickly? Um, but still keep some routine or, uh, predictability in the unexpected. It's kind of, it's just every situation presents different challenges. And so, um, but yes, I do enjoy stability in the things that I do.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because you kind of brought up change, right? And I think Everybody reacts to change differently. For some, they're like, "All right, let's do it." My wife is very much wired that way. It's like any new change, she's like, "Great, let's go for it." And others are like reticent and and hesitant to change. It. And and uh, it's interesting because uh, I think what comes in with stability, you guys have touched on, is like communication. And like here's the direction as a leader, right? You're you're moving people in a direction. Say so here's the direction we're moving, but here's why. And here's what we're trying to accomplish. And having clarity around that can be really helpful. That's something I'm trying to grow in. Uh, it's right. giving away, like, here's where we're moving and here's why. Because um, I think when you do that, that's kind of vision casting, right? You're yes. giving people something to grab onto to say, I know why I'm doing this next thing. It's serving this greater purpose.
2: And I think that could be what the author's getting at here when he writes core values mm. is this idea of vision. Do you have a focus? Do you have like a North star you're moving towards? Because when people see their leaders flapping around, constantly changing, yeah. um, or especially when that vision, maybe not necessarily even the mode, but that can be frustrating. Mm-hmm. But w- the vision and direction of where you're going, I think that can be very irritating to people who are trying to follow. What are we trying to accomplish as a group here? I I actually created a list of a few questions that I thought I would ask myself Um, to understand if I was being a, like a stable leader, mm. um, and this is an area I've been challenged in, um, is, um, you know, like just, just flat out, have I shown up on time for them? And when they show up, am I ready for them to be there? So imagine mm-hmm, you're leading mm-hmm. an event, right? And you have a group of volunteers or maybe you lead a staff team or or whatever and they, they show up are you there and when they arrive are you ready to greet them in a way that says i'm ready to have you be here not i'm still scrambling to get ready for you to be here like yeah. can i look you in doing? the eye and can i smile and can am i ready to give you instructions and then do you have a plan for them so you mm-hmm. ask 10 volunteers to show up for this event do you have a plan for them and then is that plan like reasonably thought out have you really sat to take time and prepare for them mm-hmm. so people who struggle and I'm going to confess to struggling with stability later. I guess I just did it now. Oh
0: my gosh. But yeah. like,
2: um, do you have, a, do you have a plan for them? And then I, Paul, I love it. Is it well communicated? Cause I can sometimes create a plan and then for, in the excitement of the event and I'm just ready to have fun. I forget to communicate that to people. So, and again, and I think having that plan, they see that. And then if something does go sideways, they, they have faith that you could probably handle yeah. it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So let's talk practical. How do So the goal of this podcast, again, is is to help imperfect leaders grow. And so keep in mind, this is a journey not necessarily going to be a right answer. What are some practical ways that an imperfect leader can be developed in their stability? Okay, I'd love to hear your thoughts.
1: Uh, I think Natty kind of already answered this because uh, when I was thinking about it, the word that came to mind is like consistency. And mm. so um, I wrote down... How she was talking about, you know, are you showing up on time? Are you ready? So are leaders continuing to see you ready and on time? I also thought of like consistent in your speech, in your actions, in your manner. Um, then people aren't guessing what how you're going to respond to something or, oh, she was ready for this this one time, but then she wasn't ready for this a second time. Gosh, I wonder. Now coming to this next meeting, like, will she actually be ready for us or will she not? And so I think consistency is um, the word, like asking yourself, are you consistent?
0: That's really good. Yeah, just to tag on that, I had um, regular connections with people. So check in with people. Are they understanding the vision? Are you understanding the direction you want to move? And checking in with others to see, yeah, are we all having clarity on this together? This is something I've been thinking about
2: yeah for me, it was the first thing I thought of was be honest in your weakness. Um, yeah. as I as I mentioned earlier, this is an area I can struggle with. And when I think about that struggle, it's it's probably less that I don't have a plan or I'm not on time or some of those those items. it's it's more that I really like change. And I change is fun and exciting yeah. for me. Right. Um, and I don't even mind change sometimes when it's not even on my terms because it just presents a new challenge. But most people don't like that. So if you're like a natty, where you're just like, oh, that's exciting for me. It's probably not exciting for most other people. Mm-hmm. So it's really, do I have a good reason to make this change? It's not that change is bad. Change can be very good and it needs to happen as we grow in our ministry. But am I changing for the sake of change? Am I changing because I'm bored? Um, that's, that's again, if you're not in control of that change, that can be really frustrating and people can kind of, that can really Rock your stability, and that's. It's funny that Kaylin and I work so much yeah. together for so many years because this is something we've had to like. I just see whenever I want to change something, I can see the the Kaylin eye roll. Mm-hmm. Insert Kaylin sure. eye roll sound effect, <laughs> right? It. Um, that's just about to happen. In her heart, she's like, "Oh, natty, this is gonna cost me so much work." Yes, right. Yes. And so just being making sure, then, if I have. If I'm going to make a change, it's for a reason that's going to benefit everyone and not just entertain me. But also, then I am reminding people of why this is on vision. So they can see see the stability of the vision, even if some of the hows are gonna change.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah, so thinking about like, none of us are perfect leaders, we're all imperfect leaders. So think about one thing you wanna take away from this topic, and I can start. I I think it is that. I think it's um, because I love to change and, and tweak and work on things. Am I bringing people along for the journey? Am Mm. I communicating with them? Here's what I think we should do. Am I inviting them in to speak into the change? Cause sometimes I'm just like, we should do this. And (laughs) people are like, wait, where are we going? What are we doing? I love, uh, I love change and I I like to make it. And yeah, I think that can throw people. I always think about it as a leader. You're kind of like driving a vehicle on down the, down the lanes of the highway And, and the more leadership you have, maybe it's a bigger vehicle. So like if you're, a leader who's driving like a semi, you can't just change lanes right away. If you do that, there might be people in the lane, right? You might have, and then if there were people riding with you, they were like thrown off or if you're a bus or right. but and if you're a car, you're a little leader, I guess, I don't know what that means, but you can make quicker changes, you can move more abruptly. Um, but yeah, you have to think there uh, I'm trying to think through like, yeah, if I want to make a change, am I bringing people along? Am I communicating? Am I inviting them into this change, or am I just excited to tweak something?
1: I think for me, going back just to the beginning, um, when we were talking about imposter syndrome, um, am I, if, if, and when I feel that, not if, when I feel that, um, am I pausing to ask the Lord, okay, I noticed this. Is this mm-hmm. something that, um, your spirit is doing within me or is there a truth that I need to call to mind, um, that the enemy just kind of might be, um, feeding me lies? Yeah. For me, it's again, knowing we are all
2: imperfect. It's just allowing yourself to learn from others. Acknowledging areas of weakness and allowing me to like look into how Kaylin leads and say, man, what can I learn and take away from this? What do I need to add? Or how do I need to lean into her in this process Um, and really have ears open to her? Um, And just again, watching others who are really good at the things that you wanna emulate and learning from them.
0: Well, that wraps up our conversation for today. But we want to keep connecting with you. So thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow our show and leave a review. We love connecting with our listeners. So if you have questions, comments, or topic ideas, please email us ldi at hopecc.com. LDI is a ministry of Hope Community Church based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We seek to develop leaders in their biblical thinking, Christ-like character, and ministry skills for service both inside and outside the church. We do this through internships, classes, seminars, and retreats. If you're interested in learning more about our internships or other opportunities, visit ldi.hopecc.com or email ldi at hopecc.com. Have a great week.